This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. This is a three-time weekly show looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom. I'll be here each and every Monday for this, the flagship show with ITFC aficionado David Diamond and Joe Fares for an always informative, I've got it wrong Dave, sometimes irreverent but always informative hour of football conversation make your monday a blue monday dave you're back my phone went into meltdown when you weren't here last week although we must say mikey rich and statman did a great job last week but um oh, it's the, the, nice. the diamondites were out they're like where where's dave it's most of my family with um vague twitter handles oh really oh no yeah, I yeah. Knew these jordan people. Jordan sent it at least four, I think. Kieran sent it two or three. How are I you? I think my mother-in-law sent one. I'm not sure. You know, you know when Kiss go on stage and the guy comes no. out and he goes, "You are uh, the best. We give you the." <laughs> they, they they want diamonds. But what about you? Did you not have a bit of it? Because it was the very first pod that you've missed. Or didn't you have a bit of withdrawal symptoms last week? The first. Um, no. <laughs> Just <you> stay. <laughs> Thank Christ for that. No, yeah. yeah, good cop, bad cop, I think. But yeah. you're back. But making his first appearance of the hey. season, what we need to know is has he has a has he had a good preseason? And are you match fit, Joe? Yeah, Joe. definitely match fit. I've, I've put in the miles in preseason, traipsing around non-league grounds. From from looking at your Twitter, you haven't been putting at the miles though, have you? You've been laying off the oh. running, haven't you? Hey. The, the miles in my car. I've had to <laughs> put run into one side to watch youth footballers play all over the are county. You, are you training for something, Joe? Um, I am. I have. I've got a place in the Great East Run, but I don't think I'm oh. going to actually do it. So okay. right. we'll, we'll see how the sort of next few weeks goes. But I've got a, yeah. sort of a baby due it sort oh, of great. in the next next few weeks as well. So Blimey. it's all it's all a bit much. It's all very grown. Yeah. All very grown up, isn't it? Yeah. Oh um, Christ! Yeah. Well. There's plenty, plenty to talk about. Now, I know most people are going to want to hear us talk about Aston Villa because this was all good fun and very kind of um, proud second half yesterday. But you know the score here, Dave. We've got to go to Exeter 
first and um I'll go there i'll go there face fair, that traffic on the m5 oh god fair dues to the hardy souls i was sort of watching my twitter feed um it's eight in the morning and i've just <coughs> left for a second oh, i think I don't think we had the greatest allocations. That isn't the grounds that are building site, I think. I mean, mm. literally one end is a building site, I think. Yeah, they and were did we not only have the corner, like, weren't they? We had like 350 tickets, it looked pretty, which pretty much it? I think was 10% of the gate, wasn't it? And they, and they sold out really quickly as well. They were sold out about two weeks ago. All the ground hoppers were like, yes, I'm, I'm in there. They weren't there. Well, Harry, in... went. Harry went, didn't they? Harry went. Um, yeah, Harry. I'll tell you what, Harry... Harry... Harry was a bit, not confused, but I think he was a bit surprised how far it was even from bloody Bath down there. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll tell you what Harry texts me 20 minutes into the game as well, just to embarrass him. Um, <laughs> no, I bet, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Dave, um, Bielkowski in goal, Danassian and Siala, Chambers, Nudson back four, Chalabar, Eden, uh, in Sears, Nolan, Ward, Jackson. How close is that to... Um, <laughs> Worryingly very, wasn't it, really? Well, I mean, Edwards was missing, I suppose. Edwards was perhaps the one he would have started. And I guess they gave, because he'd been flogging himself up front for the first two games on his own, I guess they gave Harrison, I don't. I think he was on the bench, but maybe not even in the squad, I can't remember. Um, and obviously Jackson came in for him, but that was, um, uh, you know, in, in, in difference to our, our previous manager, that was probably as full strength side as we could put out on the night. And Joe, were you, were you pleased to finally see a, a full-strength cup team? I was before the game, once I saw the team, and and saw that we were taking it seriously, because I, th- I think we we a cup run, but we're, we're still due one. Maybe maybe in January. Um, we're yeah. not going to go forensic on this. Um, Harry texts me after 20 minutes saying, this is great, I love it, this is delightful to watch. Well, apparently I was listening to it, and it sounded like we were... Not Barcelona, but absolutely bossing it in control. Lovely for not creating much though. Not oh, okay. creating much. Okay. And Dave, on thirty-seven uh, minutes, we're gonna we're gonna take the lead. What happened? <laughs> I mean, it's good play from Eden, wasn't it? Very, very good play. The young lad on loan from Fulham. I think he robbed. Um, could have even been Lee Martin. I don't know. Wide right. Um, so Is left Lee side Martin of still up. playing. Uh, Lee Martin. Yeah, yeah. It's um, a silly joke. Don't worry. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, um, anyway, he robs him on the edge of our box, makes great ground, drives forward, um, evades a couple of challenges. I slalom him down the last one. Very, very good. Pings a ball wide left to Jackson, um, who was very, very wide, almost on the touchline. Great pace, but took it on, and he took it on and on and on to the byline. And then, I don't know, it's one of those ones, it is either a really, really poor cross or some quite clever thinking. And it didn't even go in with pace, Joe, did it? I mean, you've seen it. It didn't even go in yeah. any pace. He sort of like passed it, <laughs> passed it from an angle, uh, passed the Pims in goal for Exeter in his near post. And he just thought, oh, OK. Even even um, old Brenner commentating on Suffolk said, well, that's extraordinary. It's, it's in, you know. But it's hard to say whether it was, a. to me, it looked like a poor bobbly cross, but it went in. He, he Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, I didn't really, he didn't show any great reaction, Jackson, when he scored it as if he meant it sort of thing, so. Joe. Yeah, bizarre goal, really. Well, but, there's, not, there's not been another angle of it, has there? So it's hard to know no, whether no, it's not meant exit, it. No, and it, looked, <laughs> it looks as like there's no one near where he crossed it to. It's it was one real weird goal. That foot shot, wasn't it? But. It was a really weird goal, as if, yeah, as if he scuffed it. Um, but it was good, I mean, because I think, as, as Harry and, and uh, quite rightly said, Bolisano would, would boss the first 20 minutes without creating anything. And then I think in the interim 10-minute or 15-minute spell between the 20 minutes and the goal... 
Exeter had sort of come into it and created one or two chances, I think. So you think at that stage, oh, that's good. Okay, we've got a goal. Let's reassert and let's let's go forward on the front foot. And then, of course, I think the very next attack, I think we nearly conceded straight away, I think, typically. But, very, good. Um, very good. Yeah. Um, so into the second half, and I think it's um, the game of two halves, isn't it? And on 64 minutes, Joe, um, bit of a bit of a cluster what went on here well chambers, chambers has the ball under seemingly <laughs> no pressure at all manages to sort of put the ball 30 yards in the air <laughs> when, when it comes down he tries to control it but miscontrols it and an exit plan nicks in and he just brings him down and then from the free kick he's he, he duffs the free kick into the box and bart I don't, it's, it's a difficult one for Bart because there are bodies running across his eye line but he just sort of seems to palm it up in the air and sort of Troy Brown has sort of an empty net head into. There's two people on the line, but he's heading it in from the goal line, effectively. I it's thought a, Bart sort of went with it with his foot. It seems yeah, like sort of, he sort of yeah, off his, off his knee, sort of, maybe. Yeah. Or, but Weird like one. I said, there were bodies running across, but he just yeah. doesn't really end up doing anything with it. But <laughs> it, it wasn't, he didn't cover himself in glory there. We'll talk it was a cluster. We'll it talk a, a bit more about um, Bart in um, reference to something that happened at the end of the the Villa game. So we'll save we'll save the the our beloved um, big pole in the goal for that. But a little bit worrying these set plays because um, that's one in well up until um, the well, Villa game, one in every, honest, game. every game. It was a second phase of play after the set play though, wasn't it? It wasn't direct from the set play though, was it really? Um, this one was, I'd say, yeah. Was it? Do you think that was it? Um, anyway, moving on. So, some good news. Ted Bishop and Danny Rowe um, both make their returns. And Hurst, um, I think everyone had kind of discarded um, Rowe a little bit under the previous regime. But um, Hurst seems to talk him up a, a fair bit. And um, typical of Ipswich, new rule comes in. Ipswich are going to fall over it. Because I remember us beating Doncaster in extra time normally when league cup lower yeah. league game or one yeah and i i think mcgoldrick did one of his right i'm going to play like pele for the last period of extra time and um, more from mcgoldrick um later in the podcast actually dave you'll be pleased to hear um so typical of ipswich penalties and we're going to stuff it up aren't we the 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 first go interestingly um paul hurst when asked uh prior to the game whether they were going to be practicing said that they wouldn't be practicing penalties which um is always a Always an interesting one. Grant Can I just Taylor comment? Um, yeah. great, to see Bi- great to see Bishop back, but what a terrible penalty. Yes. Very weak, what wasn't it? Shocker. So, uh, Bishop and Chalibur missed their penalties. Um, Ipswich only, only taken four penalties. Obviously, you missed half of them. That doesn't go well. And Dave, you mentioned him, Lee Martin. <laughs> just to... oh, he smashes it in. But to be fair, Joe, you, you, you saw the highlights like I did. Bart was unlucky with, was it their second one? He yeah, saved the, the second first one. one. Got... He's really unlucky. You know, he launched, he went the right way and just palmed it in the top corner. He, but, um, he got two hands on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Al Martin didn't, didn't mess with it, just smashed it in. And you could see even Exeter, I think, even only, it wasn't as if everyone ran from the halfway line to celebrate. I think just one guy sort of embarrassingly sort of celebrated with him, really. It was, and just a shame, they got, we spoke about this on the pod, didn't we? They got Fulham away. Really? Oh, you love a yeah. trip to Fulham, Dave, don't you? Yeah, I know. I love Fulham. How do you get Diamond it. to an away game? Put it in Fulham. I know. There you go. Yeah. Put it in Fulham. <laughs> um, right. Well, you can you can go in turns on this, um, and you can talk about either the defeat, Joe, you go first, or this interview afterwards, because this interview was all anyone was talking about between 
Tuesday and Thursday. What's the talk to me about the defeat and then talk to me about the interview? Well, well, the defeat wasn't. I don't know. It, it just it just seemed the second half that we we didn't do anything in the second half at all. Where, as Dave was saying, in the first sort of twenty twenty five minutes, we sounded like we were playing well. But the second half, it was just like if this game doesn't end soon, we're going to lose. There's, there's, there wasn't a there didn't seem a chance of us scoring at any point in there. And Hurst was obviously really wound up by it because he came. I, th- I think there was a an element that they were flying back to Stansted overnight, and they were they were getting late for their flight, so that post-match interview was done almost on the final whistle outside uh, so we went in the change room had a go was straight back out yeah i saw they flew yeah and did it and um like Stuart watson and andy warren on the kings of anglia podcast had said that once they spoke to him afterwards he sort of seemed to have calmed down a bit by then so i'm surprised the club aired it even i think it was one of those ones where you'd almost think oh maybe that one should be pulled because it was scathing and probably a bit i i think it was a bit too harsh personally and I saw Russell Osman had came out and said maybe that should stand in changing rooms. And mm. I, I spoke to Johnny Walk yesterday, and he said he personally thinks that should have stayed in the changing room. Yeah. That's that sort of talk, but it's it's out there now. Dave, yeah, I think I think so. And and looking at looking at yesterday and who didn't play yesterday, or who was on the bench yesterday, and perhaps significantly, although tight game, perhaps you know one one, who didn't get on at all yesterday. Mm. Um, I think perhaps he wasn't happy with the two wide players on Tuesday night and the support they didn't give to um, to, to, to the one up to Jackson at, well, on Tuesday evening. I think perhaps he was very scathing about that, wasn't he? Mm, interesting. It was. It was. Yeah, it, it was an odd one. It was. It was. Yeah, it was almost clough type, wasn't it, Ben? It was just so wow, you know. Well, um, we haven't seen anything like that certainly since. Keen, I would say, which is Keen, yeah, yeah. I mean, Joe yeah. would know more about this. What I've heard from within the club that it's almost good cop, bad cop, and it's Doig that's the real. I mean, he's huge, anyways. He's massive. I mean, Terse, a little guy. Doig's a unit, isn't he? And yeah. apparently, it's Doig who's the one that really, really, well, you know, really dishes it out. Apparently, yeah. But, no, I, I did, especially after the game on Tuesday. I heard he was dishing a lot out. But <laughs> um, Joe, the 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 the. the the kind of sense from Hurst um, is that, oh, what's everyone getting their their knickers in a knot about? Um, did Paul Hurst overreact? or And then did the fans overreact about Paul Hurst overreacting? I, I don't think the fans overreacted that much, really. I, I think there was just general discussion about it, the, the shock of it and the, and the surprise of it. I'm, yeah. I don't, think, I don't think anyone was really slating Hurst and saying he's wrong. I think there was just an opinion maybe from some people, myself included, that maybe he shouldn't have said what he did and that should have stayed in the dressing room but there's plenty of other people that were right behind what he said and like I, said, I don't think it was anything sort of disastrous sort he of didn't he didn't base. quite name he didn't name names did he no not, not quite <laughs> uh, was, honestly guys it was absolutely jaw-dropping I, I i sound like i'm showing off now i was walking back from a nice little restaurant in the south of uh, france and yeah. i got it i got it up and i just stood there completely transfixed i'm like jesus christ you know and sometimes managers do that when like as a kind of last um a last stand when they think they've lost they've, they've lost their job and one to kind of put the onus on the players and two to um think, you know give them a maybe the last boot up the backside but yeah i, I think I, it, I was, it was extraordinary yeah general frustration because you know you couldn't as we said at the start uh, at the start of the game you know you couldn't level anything at Hurst about the team he had picked. That probably was the strongest side he could have had out there. So I think there was double frustration there. And I think obviously he went, two to, away he went to win the game. He went yeah. to win the game. 
And then Aston Villa, who lost in the playoff final, two away games, and then Norwich. You think, right, that would have just been the nice, nice place to yeah. get get the first yeah. win and get it yeah, done. Yeah, probably should have won. You know, frustration building, probably on the face of it, should well shouldn't have lost at Rotherham. Arguably should have won if you look at possession and the chances and stuff like all the shots and um, stats like that. Um, soft goal at Rotherham. So yeah, double frustration there. You know, going into Villa at home, difficult game on the back of two defeats. Anything more to add but, on that, Joe? Well, it. It makes him look a bit silly, doesn't it, when he's saying, we're taking this seriously, we want to win. He names yeah. what is effect a full-strength side, and then we yeah. lose yeah. and and play poorly. So, you know, well, in the second half. You know, the previous manager had a you know ultra-crap record in the cup, but he could always point to the teams he picked. And, and, and you know, OK, fair enough. There we well, go. not um, fair enough, but he could, yeah. you know, use that as a, um, as a point, you know, give me the funds, I'll give you the squad, and I'll put more... Yeah, you know, first team players out, but I haven't got the squad. I haven't, I haven't been given the funds, so these are the players I'm picking. He knew what, you know, he hid behind that a bit. So we get to the Thursday, Dave, and they had the day <laughs> off on the on the Wednesday and came in on the Thursday. And this season, the press conferences are all going to be um, on the Thursday now. So there wasn't really much um, much had actually gone on to talk about, but. No. Um, he was asked about it a few times, and you know, kind of straight batted it away and said, well. What you know? What did I say that was that was so bad? But one thing, really, the one thing to come out of that press conference is um, when he was asked about loan signings in, he said, "Oh, we're no further forward. It's the um, housing chain type thing that we that we always talk about, the domino effect." But when asked about loans out, and particularly Dizelle, um which was the one that caused a bit of fuss, oh, don't loan yeah. Dizelle out, don't loan Dizelle. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. He, his comments, were, I, I haven't got the quotes, but his comments were to the effect of, look, he's not ready, but the best place for him is to stay here. So he's not going to go out on loan, but that doesn't also mean that he's going he's gonna to be in the, in the first team. Um, what, are you, what are your feelings on, on Dezel? Do you want to go first, Dave? Yeah, I mean, clearly he feels that he's just not up, he's just not match fit yet. He's still not up to the rigours of a championship game. And you look at the game, all right, I saw him playing Joe, you didn't, I don't think you were there, Ben, but Joe, I guess you were there at the West Ham game where, you know, it was a lovely, lovely game for him, you know, up against people like Jack Wiltshire in midfield. Um, no, all right, no, I think, no, I think Noble came on second half. But anyway, you know, so he had time to play and it was lovely. He could land on the ball and pick passes through. But, you know, you, you, know, you look at that midfield, he's up, up against there yesterday for, and quite a physical game yesterday as well. I'm not sure perhaps he is up to the rigours of that. And, um, you know, if he's not, what the interesting thing for me that Hurst said was, He's had tests and there is still a perhaps a slight weakness there. So what you wouldn't want to do is play him in something, you know, a game like that and then break, Christ's sake, break down again and be out for, well, another countless months. Who, who knows? So that was an interesting thing. And I think it seems that he's going to put him on this, I don't know, some elite fitness regime where he's more, more like perhaps bulking him up. I don't know. It sounded to me a bit more like bulking him up. But yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think, yeah, you don't want to say, you know, I can understand the reasons why he would be sent out on loan. But if there is a weakness there, then look, let's build him up. Let's get him up to speed and yeah, get at least get him in the squad. Joe, do you want to come in on that? Yeah, no, I, th- I think a couple of things sort of with regards to the bulking up from what I've heard is that last season he bulked himself up well, but he, he now just needs his legs to catch up with his upper body yeah. Because, yeah. because he missed all that season. Yeah. And, and I, I personally don't think he should go out on loan. I think if he's fit, he's good enough to be here. And if he's not fit, we've all we spend all this money on this new sports science approach. We're what? Why would you send him out to another club to put them put him under someone else's care? So I think we're doing the right thing by keeping him here. 
hopefully he'll be playing in the under-23s games and bringing him in. It's, it's a shame we're not in the next round of the League Cup because that might have been a time when he could have could have played a game or in the third round of that. But we just, that, we just need to get him in and get him fit. Also, on that note, did I not read that M.A. Hughes possibly might be featuring tomorrow? Yeah, he, he, he might be. He's um, back in full training, I think. Yeah. I think he played in a behind, behind closed door game against Fr- Cambridge sort of the middle of the week before. But, so, and, if we can get those two fit. Oh, and from my point of view, guys, it was just nice to hear a sensible explanation about an injury rather than, uh, don't, don't, uh, I'm not a physio, don't ask me, you know, this Who's is not... Um, Ringo Starr it's always Ringo Starr isn't it Every Ringo bloody... Starr on Thomas a Tank Engine yeah. every bloody time um, Joe in between um, the press conference and the game against Villa two of these young guys and um, we know you got your links down there Joe uh, no you're Joe Jack Lancaster and Bailey Clements um, have signed professional deals can you tell us anything about those two well, Jack Lancaster, he, did, he didn't play many games in the first year of his scholarship. He seemed to almost be a, sort of a bit of a late developer on that side. But last year, he sort of played a lot of games. He was top scorer for the under-18s by some distance. And towards the end of the season, sort of came into the under-23 squad and scored in nearly every game he played there, only three or four games. And then had a short loan spell at Berry Town, where he scored a couple of goals as well. Came back to this season and he's just absolutely flying. He's flying through pre-season. He's sort of looked the best player on the pitch for the under-23s a couple of times. And that's, bearing in mind, he's playing with like Aaron Drynan and Ben Falami at the time. And he seemed to almost have jumped ahead of them in the pecking order. Mm. Sort of nice left foot, sort of floats around in that, in that sort of number 10 role and can sort of play either side as well. But he's, he's a really good player that's just come on a lot in the last six, seven months, really. Apparently, he's a really nice lad as well. He's apparently like not scratch golf, but single figure handicap golfer. Mm-hmm. And I was speaking to someone that actually played in like might have been the Ipswich Town Golf Day or something with him. And apparently, he's a really nice lad, well balanced, good, good all round lad. Apparently, and Bailey Clements, Joe. I think did I see him at Barnet? Bailey Clements. Yeah, no, he did. He did come on there, and um, I think he, I think he was on the bench against West Ham, but didn't come on. But mm. he played left back. He's a, he's a left back. Yeah. But basically, he's he's coming into his second year as a scholar, but in his first year as a scholar, he didn't play for the under-18s at all. He went straight into the under-23 squad. Him and Dylan Crow went there, so he basically has almost skipped the under-18s and is now an under-23 and has been for all of last season. Joe, is that a pointer? So if he's in his second year of scholars, so is, is, is Lancaster now in his third year? Yeah, he's a, he's a first-year pro, so a third year. First-year pro. So if, if this Bailey Clements is now in his second year as scholar, is him now obviously being a pro contract, contract given a pro contract, can't say it. Is that quite unusual? Is that quite soon? <coughs> yeah, it's, it's sooner than most do. Like the, yeah. only, the only ones that have previously are sort of the Nidams and the Dazelles. And yeah. Oh, so he's the, obviously... The guys that pushed on, yeah. He, he's, yeah. he's someone that's really pushed on and left back. Because I guess normally that would be the decision would be made after his second year, would it? Yeah, and, and a lot of times at the end of the second year, all they do is just extend the scholarship yeah. on for another year. So... Yeah. Basically, well, last year, the scholars are like Jack Lancaster, yeah. Cor- Corey and Darber, Ross Marshall. They've, yeah. they've just had, and Brett McGavin have just had their scholarships oh, yeah. extended for a year, yeah. where Jack Lancaster has already got his, now, a few months later, has already signed a new contract, where Bailey Clements has signed one effectively a year ahead of when he needed to. Yeah. Just while you're on, just quickly, while you're on, I'm speech to our guys, but, um, and I know I said, I knew you were coming on, um, Ben, I mean, you might have already covered this, you two. Ben Knight and the other kid, the Mexican kid, Flores. Was that inevitable, yeah. really? 
Um, the, the Ben Knight one, the club had been fighting against it yeah. for a long time. That Man City yeah. had been after him for sort of probably four or five years, and yeah. the financial package they put together, sort of both for the club and for the family, is just yeah. something you can't you can't turn down. Really, it's not just sort of money. They they put your sort of all your siblings through private school and sure. move you up there. And I, I don't know a huge amount about sort of Marcello Flores, but we we brought him over from the Cayman Islands and. He's now he's now moved on again, but he he played. Was, against, his, da- was his dad not a coach? Was his dad not? I think involved? his dad was his dad was an ex pro, and I think oh, his right. I think his oh, mum right. might have been a professional as well. But wow. his his dad was a coach at the academy, but I, yeah. I assume he may have got a new job at the Arsenal academy. <laughs> would be would be my guess. <laughs> that was part but, of the package uh, then, yeah. I'd, I'd, they they do tend to sort out these big clubs sort out jobs for parents and True. houses, and they really sort of throw the kitchen sink at you. Mm. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, great insight. Great yeah. insight. Um, right, should we go to the Aston Villa game? So as we said, the the setup here, horrible cup defeat, um, bit of a stinking interview and atmosphere, a lot of paranoia amongst the fans. Oh, is this is this all gonna um, is this all gonna go south quickly? Um, so we needed. There, there was also the sorry. There was also the Luke Chambers interview as well that came out on Friday. Okay, where go on. He he seemed to be put on the spot by Steve Pearce and the media team when Steve sort of asked some very yeah asked some very difficult questions. It didn't really come across an in-house interview. It seemed a bit and like Chambers, you could tell he was really picking his words carefully and he was clever though, of, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's a obviously a very good talker and a very intelligent guy. And, that, I don't know. That that seemed to sort of stoke the fire. I didn't really see why the club were sort of going down going down that route. I thought they'd have just sent out Guion Edwards or somebody who didn't play on Tuesday. Yeah, sort yeah. of drew a yeah. line under the matter, but they elected to put the captain out there and directly ask him about Can it. Can I just say, Ben, pre-match yesterday, big personal highlight for me. I had was very fortunate enough to meet Mrs. Nuts. Did you? Mrs. Nuts. Unbelievable in the scenes. Hello, Mrs. Mrs. Nuts. In the fan zone. I didn't zone know she was with, there. Um, with Daryl, so Daryl Jones was there as well. So yeah, it's stat. Yeah, at an audience with Mrs. Nuts. Oh, why didn't you get pictures? Oh, I don't know. That was we weren't there long. Uh, that, yeah, weren't there very long. But yeah, unbelievable yeah. scenes. Um, yeah. so Aston Villa, we've set the scene now. Um, and not many changes, guys. So Bielkowski in goal, uh, Danasian and Siala, Chambers, Nudson uh, across the back, Chalibur and Skews. Looked to me like they were sitting more together rather than one deeper than I saw uh, when they played Blackburn. Um, Edwards right, Nolan left. And despite all the Fulham fans telling me he's a holding midfielder, Eden front left, um, Ellis Harrison up front. So um, Hurst pretty loyal um, to a lot of the players he's been using already and certainly loyal to his philosophy. Um, Villa... Um, obviously if you hear the savant Harry on the preview show now you'll have known everything that was going to happen already before this Um, so Nyland in goal Tuanzibi Chester Yedinak Hutton across the back four and as we had pointed out that's a centre midfielder playing at centre back and a right back playing at left back Uh, Bjarnason sort of sat in front of the back four El Mohamedi who's a right back playing at right midfield McGinn who's probably going to excite Dave Grealish who's definitely going to excite me and piss off Joe, I think. Um, and Adoma, um, who didn't look like the Adoma I recognised no. last season. No, but he didn't. There you go. Um, and Codger, who you've always liked, Dave. Um, oh, mate, he's a front. he's a player. He 
bullied. Oh, well, we'll get on to it. He bullied Chambers all day. I thought Chambers did actually well against him. But okay. good player. Um, so first five minutes, um, not much of a pattern emerged. You could see Grealish pick up the ball a couple of times. And it's hard It's hard not to get straight into the referee and stuff. I tell you what, let's try and save the referee in chat for when we get to half-time. Yeah, go some tweets will probably be about that. Yeah, um, one of Joe's tweets was quite funny during the game. I don't know if you read if you read that one, but um, yeah, so yeah, the first foul goes um, in on Grealish, and um, they try the Blackburn free kick that that worked against us. Um, yeah, great, yeah, we, yeah. A great move from Ipswich. Edwards is going to do this every game. He's he's exciting me now. Um, he's in the right back position. He beats Hutton, then into the crowd. Somehow comes out with the ball. He's not scared of a tackle. Um, Edwards uh, feeds Nolan out to Eden. Um, in the meantime, he makes up the ground, gets to the back post. The cross is a really good cross. Hurst is always talking about, oh, I want <laughs> wide players to make crosses and have shots. And this was this was two of them. In he comes. Um, it was a beautiful move. He really close in. Looked, looked <coughs> harder to hit the bar than it did to score, but it was a brilliant, brilliant move. And he hits it with his left foot. It's a little bit... A little bit behind him, Dave, I think. And hits yeah, the I just don't think he was expecting it to reach him, really. It was one of those ones. I think he's almost reacting to the ball suddenly being there, you know. Um, yeah, very unlucky. But, and, and do you know what I liked about that? It was a very similar position, really, to where he scored the header uh, against Blackburn. So he made up a lot of ground there, made the box. Yeah, great move. And he's going to you know, he's gonna get you off your seat, isn't he? He really is. Um, yeah. Joe, the, long... the, the, cross, the cross actually had come off. As it came in, a defender got a slight touch away. So that's did. why he, he that's did. why he was yeah. off balance a bit behind him. I, I, think think oh, I beg his right. pardon. Doing him disservice, you're probably right, Joe. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, good stuff. Um, the long throws are back on 17 minutes. Um, Nudson long throw. Harrison, who Harrison's better. I, I know we were a little bit spoilt with Garner in the air last year, but Harrison's not. He's not terrible in the air. Um, Chalaba shoots and it's blocked. Chambers follow up. It trickles wide, but. On 20 minutes, and I would say slightly against the run of play. They certainly weren't on top, Dave. Um, Villa take the lead, take it away. Yeah, it's, it's, it's poor from Eden, really. He switches off. Um, there's a throw wide right, down our right. Um, Grealish actually takes the throw. Grealish takes the throw, and by the time he reacts, Eden's sort of getting across. You know, it's reached. It's reached McGinn, who he's quite clever. He sort of lets the ball run across him. He's all left foot, as we know. He's on the right now. He's all left foot. And it's what he does next is so good. He just switches the ball from his right foot to his left and hits it so early with when you're with Ben towards the, you know, towards the, um, well, in the penalty box, towards the six-yard box. And all Codger really has got to do is Chambers is a bit unlucky. It just, it just doesn't miss time. He's jumped. He just misses Chambers. And um, oh God, you just got to get ahead on that. It's, it's, the cross is the goal. It's a brilliant, brilliant cross. And he's so far right. He's say not right in the corner, but six yards out with a cross at that pace. He gets a nick on it. Yeah, but no chance. Joe? Yeah, sort of similar to what Dave said there, really. Just the cross is just unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there's so much pace on the ball and the, and the sort of just the, the height of the cross as it comes across. It's all at one height almost. And yeah. Codger just gets up and Bart flies up but unless it's, no gonna hit, unless it's going to hit him it's, yeah. he's not going to save that yeah but. it was it was poor for me it, it was poor for me and he switches off on the throw and he lets it get onto his left foot a bit yeah. too easy as well when, when you know that's the only place he's going to go but yeah no the cross um, I, I don't think this other than Eden not reacting I don't think it's too much you know the goal is, is a great goal um, 27 Bielkowski quick catch and throw out but he throws it slightly ahead of Teo Eden who slides in and fouls 
El Mohammadi. And um, again, we'll come to this at half time. The ref had given a lot of free kicks for a lot of kind of 50 50 niggly yeah. stuff. And um, he decides at this point he's going to get his yellow card. Now, doesn't speak to Chambers about the persistent foul play, which we seem to have been guilty of, judging by the amount of free kicks. Um, so Eden takes the yellow card on 27 minutes. Grealish pops in the free kick. Uh, Nudson and Skews, I don't know what they were doing. Complete miscommunication there because they were both looking at each other as codger. Yeah, right in the face. Yeah. Well. Yeah, in between the two. And did that hit the bar? No, no. I oh, know. It, it landed on top of the goal. Top of the so goal. Skims the bar. Skims the bar. Yeah. 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 I wondered if you'd hit the bar, but um, yeah. a good chance. Good chance for um, Codger there. Um, but Joe, 35 minutes. We said the long throw-ins are back, and yeah. I mean we can give a big uh, assist to an Aston Villa player here, but <laughs> we're going to score from a Nudson long throw, Joe. What the hell happened? Well, sort of Nudson. Nudson lines it up, and Chalaba sort of runs across to sort of be at the point where the throw is going to land. And then he does this really ostentatious Pirou- dummy. <laughs> Pir- 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 and his hair, and- his hair because of the bandana yeah. just flies all over the place as well, yeah. doesn't he? He's not a discreet chap. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. And um, I think it's Edwards and Harrison sort of go up for the ball, but don't really get anywhere near it. The keeper, I don't know, the keeper just makes an absolute hash of it. He, he's not really under much pressure. And he just, he just sort of flops it down onto the floor. And Shalabert, in fairness to him, sort of, takes a touch and turns and Good hits finish. it and hits a target. And like I said, there was only one guy on the line. He managed to miss him. But he, he, he took the goal really well for sort of a, a big defender up there in reality. But the keeper was just poor and he sort of looks around. Get, and look, everyone just looks he came. He came miles for it. He, he, was past yeah. a penalty, he was past a penalty spot. There's no need to come. Because no. it was only one of those then. And Nudson, one of great throw, he just hung it up there. Well, it didn't come mm. flat like a delapse sort of with pace, did it? Just sort of... Uh, hung up there and like I said we, d- we didn't really have any bodies at the front post looking for a flick it was only Harrison there and <laughs> Edwards just sort of standing there really there, it wasn't like you had two big men like Enciala and Chalaber at the front trying oh. to get a flick on there, there was no real danger but we'll take take it. good we'll finish take right. it. It was a go- I thought it was a great finish he, he yeah. swivelled there really good finish he didn't well, really know how to celebrate so he decided to run and try and get the ball back <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. yeah that was interesting yeah um yeah I don't think I've got anything more to add to that other than we at least seem to have some kind of strategy for the long throws. I, I know I know we're laughing at Chalaba, but, you know, there was the guy in there and this presumably the run is meant to cause some kind of distraction or whatever. Um, and Joe, I never... was, Joe, was, Joe was right on the long throw. We didn't seem to be committing the big players forward on the long throw, which was odd. And I noticed that two or three times yesterday when Nudson was taking the long throws. Enciala wasn't going. I don't even think Chambers was going. It was, it was quite... But they're definitely back there, aren't they? Because they were noticeably, start of last season, no. Oh, no, no. No, no, no more long throws. We're done with that. But um, 38 minutes and we get the uh, flashpoint of the game here. So it's Eden on to Anzibi. Uh, the ball runs loose. He's got skews covering him. The ball's going safe. Um when when we come to this refereeing thing, we'll we'll talk about um, you know the merits of the tackle. But the ref, I was watching it and thinking, right, if he's going to send him off, he's going to send him off yeah. straight Major, away. Yeah. And yeah. I remember I remember Mark Halsey doing this with Liam Trotter, this kind of incredibly Portsmouth in the cup. Yeah, chit chat, chit chat, and then very, you know, you use the word ostentatiously, Joe. I'll steal it, pulling out the mm. red card. But um, no. No talk to 
Chambers, no no talk to the player. And the two tackles, and I think at this point, Ipswich had been penalised probably for, if not 10, very close to 10 fouls. It was mm-hmm. one every minute or so. And he decides to um, uh, pull the red card out on the on the youngster starting his first league game who's made two two tackles. We'll talk about it... Um, well, actually, yeah, we, we are at half-time now. Um, just to say, um, off goes Eden. Um, I never understand that... And don't don't beat me up on Twitter. I never understand a stand innovation for a player getting sent off. But I guess the idea was, look, we've got your back. There, You're a young guy. Yeah. It's, sim- it's sympathy, isn't it? Um, so Nolan moves out to the left-hand side and it's very straightforward. Four, four and one. Um, Dave, so... Right, let, let me give you some scenarios here. If we're completely unbalanced and biased Aston Villa fans, we say Ipswich were committing loads of tactical fouls and they targeted Grealish and they deserved everything they got. If we're completely unbalanced Ipswich fans, we say, oh, the ref gave us nothing and he um, you know, he, he blew up for everything and he was biased. Um, the point I want to make before you come in is I know it's not the referee's job to control the behaviour. Well, no. Uh, it's it's a job to officiate the games but there's a way to go about a game like that where you either bring a yellow card out early if you think Ipswich are persistent fouling you talk you bring the two captains over and you say I'm gonna I'm gonna book the next three tackles like that or what have you um where where you go first Dave where does the truth lie in this because I thought he lost the plot in that first half but am I a biased Ipswich fan it was a funny one because you've got players like Grealish and players like Grealish. You know, I think he's a good. I think he's a great player. Ben, no matter what his antics, whatever about being on the floor and diving and stuff, he's got such quick feet, incredibly quick feet. And Grealish is very good. I know he's talking another subject, but he uses his body really cleverly, really cleverly. Always gets his body between the player and the ball. Very, very good. So yeah, if there's any contact and he's in a you know advantageous position, he's going to go down. I haven't got, I haven't really got an issue with that. But uh, the ref was very fussy, very, very fussy. I thought, and that's what he started off on the wrong foot, probably. I think, so, I think that part of the problem. And I mean, as, as far as getting onto Eden, I don't know if you want to deal with that now. He um, yeah, go ahead. He just showed a bit of inexperience, probably. I don't know, probably down to Chambers, perhaps. But then again, perhaps Chambers just thought, well, he's just going to get a talking to when he's had his talking to. He's going to come jogging over, and he's going, and then Chambers perhaps was going to have a word with him. You know, I think the kid showed a little bit of inexperience. All right, rightly or wrongly, got the yellow card for the first challenge, and he did lunge in. He did lunge in for the second challenge, whether it was a yellow or not. Yeah, um, that, that he, was, gave, he gave the ref the opportunity. My brain was going silly boy when you could yeah. see how the game was going. Um, yeah, Joe, what, what's your view, and what could the ref have done differently to for this not to go down like this? What the the red card or just in general? Just the, the, I think I don't think you can look at the red card in isolation because it was the whole yeah. it was the whole half, wasn't it? And it wasn't a dirty game, was it? it was no, I, big... I thought that, I just thought the ref was poor, to be honest. And like generally, I, I think most refs we get are poor, but they're just incompetent rather than almost sold. Like the Blackburn ref was rubbish, but he made <laughs> bad decisions against both teams and. You just sort of accept that in the championship. But this this ref didn't give us anything in that first half at all. It seemed any time a video player hit the deck, wherever it was on the pitch, they, they were getting a free kick for it. And then Whereas, Bruce, um, sorry, Joe, Bruce then started to realise and I was sat behind him and he was coming to the edge of the area every time and, 
um, obviously realised he could influence him. Joe, go, go ahead, yeah. Joe. Yeah, like I said, whereas we we just didn't we just didn't get a free kick. It seems for about twenty minutes, and like the Portman Road crowd isn't the most vociferous, but all four stands were getting frustrated by it, and to the stage where we're cheering when we get a throw in and things like that because it was just <laughs> like there was like for one of the chances in the second half, the ball was clearly off the pitch when Codger tried to keep it on down in the corner, and the linesman's a yard in front of him, and he oh. he didn't give it, and the lino it seems lost all confidence in himself because the ref was so poor, and he wouldn't even put his flag up for throw-ins. Joe, he he was watching the ref every time. I sit there every I sit there every week. Linesmen do not give decisions; they react to the ref every time. Dave, every they stopped, single time. But the whole team, it's unbelievable. They stopped making decisions in the second half. They'd obviously oh. were second yeah. guessing. Yeah. Oh, it's dreadful. Yeah. I see it. I see it. You know, I see it. You know, five, ten yards from it. You see it every single week. They, they don't make decisions. Even it got to the point in the second half. Even obvious throw-ins and stuff. They got. You know, they're not oh, waiting for the ref. And of course, then it was or whatever. And yeah. by, the, by the way, I don't Stop. blame Bruce or the Villa players for taking oh, the tack that right. they did. It was obviously a strategy that would that, that would work. But yeah, okay. I think we've done that in a reasonably balanced, yeah. not we was robbed way. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think Eden was very unlucky. Like I was, it was a harsh was, lesson, wasn't it? Last week, I spoke to my dad when it happened. I said, "He's." I, I said, "I don't think we're going to see him in the second half because." But this is how long it was taking. So I was like, Let's, "He's about to get his last warning. He'll probably get the hook at half time because he's a little bit overzealous." But yeah. neither of the fouls were bad fouls, and the way that the free kick was given, and then the physio came on. Both teams lined up to play. I know Grealish had a little pop at the ref straight away, but no player from either team was sort of surrounded the ref, or, and the ref sort of wandered away with Eden. And it was probably about 90 seconds, two minutes later, that he sent him off. And a lot of times, I think refs make life difficult for themselves by not looking at the reaction of the players. You can tell if it's a bad foul, or you can tell if it deserves a yellow card, because you've got their players rabbiting in your ear. But everyone just seemed to, OK, it's going on. Otherwise, Chambers would have been over there, or Grealish would have been over there. Someone would have been over there if they thought there was any doubt that they could get in the ref's ear and try and influence that. But... No Grealish did a bit that. when he made the challenge initially. Grealish is Grealish yeah. reacts a bit. He had, that quick, he had that quick pop, but I think even then he just thought, "Oh well, no point yeah. overplaying it because it was." By the way, on that note, do you think if um, if the manager of Hurst persists with playing him, the lad from Fulham on the left, that it will be um, it will be his Eden project? <laughs> I can't. But- you're having that. He's not having it. He's not having it. I just, yes, it will be his Eden project. Although Eden's, Eden's project. Okay, I told, I told Mrs. Nutch yesterday, I'm going to get that though. in. I'm going to get that in tomorrow. So I didn't think I'd get it in with him being sent off, but there you go. Eden did get sent off in the under 19 in the, um, um, European final for yeah, two yellow cards. Did. And he got, yeah. he's been sent off again another time for England for two yellow cards and Fulham. So he is someone that maybe is the best timer of challenges and doesn't have play when on a He's yellow. He's still so watching those Paul Skulls compilations on, on YouTube. Maybe, maybe nice footballer, though. Nice, nice footballer, though, any Nice. I like him. I do like yeah, him. Yeah. Well, and also, just go, I'll, I'll move on from this and we'll do the second half. Just quickly on Eden. The amount of things we've had to mention already scored the goal against Blackburn. Dave, you picked up that he played um, Jackson in against Exeter. Um, you know, he's there's, there's certain players you can, you can watch for three weeks and not notice them. And this guy... He's he's always involved in it, isn't he? So um, you know, there's there's, some, there's as you would say, Dave. There's something there. There's a player there. Um, right, second half. Um, I thought we started the second half really, really well, and I thought it seemed to be a deliberate ploy. Look, you're going to get tired. Go for them. You know, go for them now. And it seemed to be quite sort of 
swashbuckling. Not much in the way of chances. A couple more long throws. And then the first thing that happens is um, Danassian completely cleans Grealish out on the halfway line. That was probably the worst tackle on Grealish for the whole game, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. He, just, he cut him in. He absolutely <laughs> cut him in two, didn't he? To be fair, Grealish got up quite well from that because I thought he'd absolutely oh, saw he, him in half. I don't think he caught him that heavily, but Grealish was late. And it was late and it was a yeah. definite yellow and a, and a foul. But yeah. I think Grealish used his body to avoid the challenge as much as he yeah. avoided right, the ball. Yeah. And um, Chambers and Codger down in your corner, Dave. Tangle... Um, Kodji gets the crossing, not cleared, falls to Grealish. He's got magnet feet, but he takes too long and he's going to go round and round and round. And, and Get should've... past the first player, he should have hit it. He, he dropped his shoulder and then he should have... He dropped his shoulder once, twice. He probably should have hit it on the second one. Then he dropped his shoulder again and by that time they'd got back. He didn't but, have yeah, any shoulders more... left to drop then, did he, Dave? He didn't have no more shoulders left. 59, no more shoulders. Um, Nolan wins the corner um, on the left wing here. Uh, floats it in, Harrison... He's quite well marked and he puts the, the header wide. Villa break out. Grealish feeds a doma. Dave, you would call this a can't be asked shot um, with, with the left foot. It was very weak, weak straight at yeah. Um So Steve Bruce, who we um, are probably going to conclude is yeah, quite similar to our previous manager, um, makes his attacking move on 63. Um, so Green comes in. For Tuanzibi, Hurahan comes in for Bjarnason. So Al Mohamedy moves to right back. Adoma swaps wings. McGinn as a deep line playmaker, which I thought would be a lot of fun, but no. Um, Hurahan into centre midfield. Green goes over left. So big reshuffle, but um, you would think maybe he would have gone 4 3 3 and realised that we were posing no no threat. Um, Surprising. Uh, Surprising. Yeah, um, there you go. Uh, yellow for Hutton um, on 64. Grealish drives forward, feeds Hurahan. His shot is deflected over. Corner driven into the near post. Green jumps up and flicks his foot out. It goes well wide. Jackson comes in for Harrison. We'll talk about Harrison after the game. Uh, Hutton down the left. Long cross to the back post. Hurahan collapses to the floor. You guys would have a good view of that. Adoma comes in behind. Side foot volley. Poor, poor finish. Knudsen clearly is trying to get in the referee's head. He's right up in uh, Hurahan's face. Yeah, um, froze was, himself. What level of chance was this, Joe, for Adoma? Well, I don't, I don't think the chance was that good, but I think Knudsen was very lucky with Hurahane because he had a full hand of his shirt. You can almost see Hurahane's belly button at one point. He <laughs> pulled it so far from the neck. But Shades of Joey Vandenberg, if you remember that night, mm. at, night of yeah. Reading. And he, he was lucky there, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't worry, Dave. We've exercised Reading. We beat them 4-0, and they're going to be yeah, terrible again this season. Um, yeah, look, looks like it. Poor clearance from Bart. Turns into a poor touch from Skews. McGinn drives forward, um, puts his shot wide. Hepburn Murphy comes in for <laughs> comes in for a Doma. Didn't happen for a Doma, so he's going to play down the right now. Um, Snodgrass, anybody here? Uh, Jackson pounces on a defensive lack of concentration here. He runs at goal, but I think it's Chester possibly pushes him wide and shoots over. McGinn takes yellow on Nolan. A uh, big switch out to Edwards. He stands up his man. Low cross in. Nolan's got to the near post. Oh, yeah. Couldn't quite get a foot on that uh, one. Yeah. Uh, Nolan has been knackered already for about 10 minutes before he comes off. And he did. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I sat behind the, the dugouts um, yeah, uh, on yeah yesterday. They weren't, um, they weren't happy, were they? Uh, it was um, Nolan basically asked to be taken off 10 minutes before that. And Hurst was like, no. He, re- he really was like, he got his bottle of water. 
and he didn't take him off. Um, so Kenlock comes in um, just to shore up that side. Um, <coughs> how did this not go in? Codger down the left drives it across. And Siala, who is um, has got a bit of soul bamber about him, hasn't he? Um, swings at it, could go anywhere, um, safely out for the corner. How close was that? Very, yeah, I think very it was close. close. Yeah. So not a great view. For I don't me, know how. I don't know how it. I don't it, know how he got it over anywhere, yeah. but that was it was good defending ultimately. Was, uh, yeah, judging went, by the result rather than uh, yeah, okay, defending. Yeah. Um, again, crosses in horrible spill by Bart. Um, and do you know what the uh, my brain was just going oh completely unnecessary. That's going to put us on the back foot for the injury time. They're going to hem us in and they're going to score some muggy goal in injury time. Um, Edwards fouls Grealish free kick in again from the left. Uh, Skews clears it. Hurahan takes. I've watched this back actually. This Hurahan couldn't have done a lot more with this given Good the. Good hit. He's Great very, hit. But they they closed him down. They closed him down really well, and he can't quite get it in the corner. And Bart decides yeah. to go with two hands and just yeah. push it away. Yeah. But I think um, knowing Bart as we do, when that shot comes in, he was probably like, "Oh, right, okay, I got this." You know, there's no... that was a very that was a very comfortable save. Yeah, yeah, Matt, not by, yeah. by his positioning. Good, good power. Got a lot of power in that. Yeah, you know. And there you go. So for once, Ipswich don't mess it up in injury time. They get a very creditable draw given 53 minutes or whatever it was with um, 10 men. Uh, Very rousing um, kind of actions by Hurst on the pitch afterwards. Everyone kind of clenching fists and quite proud. Um, Dave, did you see enough to, um, I assume you were a bit, you sent me one of your crap texts after Tuesday night. Did you see enough to say, no, this is okay. This is going in the right in the right direction. Yesterday, given the given the strength of the opposition, and all right, I suppose you know you're always be push, pushing against adversity when you're going under ten men like that. But I did, I did. Um, I mean, I don't even want to go through the players. I thought I was quite impressed with Danassian. A yeah, right back. He looks a he looks a proper athlete. He looks a proper athlete, and I think he'll do a good job there. Where that leaves, I mean, I know you're high on him, poor old Josh Emmanuel. I don't really know, but I was impressed mm. with him. NCR has a presence in there. Um, Very talkative. And some, and yeah, you you were saying that I saw on your post match yeah. thing. Yeah, he's really something proper. else. Something else we must get onto in a minute is um, I, I read on on the forum today that apparently we could be in for Carter Vickers again. That's that's a Twitter question. We'll, we'll come oh, okay, on to that. Okay, all right. Um, um, Dave, I thought I tell you who I did think was outstanding for for not not no reward, but Harrison. I thought was all brilliant yesterday. The running he put in yesterday, absolutely superb. And he was up against Chester's. All right, Yedinak, not as you said, as Harry said, not a recognised centre back, but a, you know, a oh, he heads everything away. There. I thought Harrison did really well, putting a re- I say really well, putting a real, as, as our previous manager was saying, a right shift and absolutely ran his socks off. But, you know, he looks, he, not frustratingly, because that's the way obviously we're going, but he does look the sort of player that you think, oh yeah, with someone else up alongside him. He looks a player, I, I thought he did really well. Um, Joe, why could you talk to me um, about Nolan? Because that's the first time I've seen him play and, you know, he receives the ball. There was one point in the second half where he skinned a guy. Um, a lot of his passes are good. Why, 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 why is he struggling to get into games? Well, uh, well, yesterday was a, a, a strange one, isn't it? Because he's sort of playing in a central midfield role and then he got shoved out on the left and sort of without really anyone around him. And 
I don't know. I just don't think we get the... We, we haven't got used to getting the winger support and the sort of front man yet, where if he's playing in that number 10 role, you need to be picking the ball up with two wingers bombing on and a striker making runs, where at the moment he hasn't got that movement around him. And uh, Plus, I thought yesterday, you know, we, we just didn't see enough of the ball. We didn't see enough of the ball. And you're not when you're playing against players like Grealish in midfield. They're going to have a lot of the ball and McGinn as well. They're going to have a lot of the ball. And I said to the guys around me, I said, yeah, there's a player. I'll say that again. There's a, certainly <laughs> a player there. And what I liked about Nolan, he's two-footed as well. I like yes. that. I like it. He went up to player. take a corner. I was like, hang on, I thought you were left-footed. Yeah, yeah I like a two-footed player. Um but yeah, I think, yes, I don't, it's tough to judge him, I think, on yesterday, given the quality of the midfield he's up in. You won't play against a midfield like that in the championship championship week in, week out. You won't. So, um, yeah, I think I think he'll do all right. Anything what, one, one thing I did notice with the corners, it's a bit frustrating where we sort of, obviously Hurst had these good set-piece routines at Shrewsbury and sort of scored goals. Well, we, we don't seem to have worked out anything on set pieces yet, even with regards to who's taking it. There was two corners in the second half where... Nolan didn't know, ball, did he? The ball was on the corner spot. No one no. knew who was taking oh, it. And then jogged Maybe Eden was like, supposed to be taking them. Yeah, but that, that could have been readjusted at half-time. It's not like he was sent off in the 65th minute, was it? No, it was a, no. Cheers. No. So, I think, I think, that was just I think one we, thing were, we, we were spoiled by, and I will admit it, Ben, we were spoiled by Waggon's deliveries last year, weren't we? Oh, I mean, he used to... Ping. No, no, I'm going to admit it now, are you? Oh, he would ping them in, yeah. Would hit the first defender sometimes, but when they came off, they were effective. Oh, yes. um, do you know, I think like, the easiest thing to do here might be to go to Twitter questions because I think there'll be some Aston Villa stuff. Um, there's a lot, and we'll try and do as many as we can, um, but try and keep your answers vaguely succinct, gentlemen. Um, with that being said, I'll go to Joe first, Dave. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> mildly uh, hurt by that uh, mildly hurt oh, Dave come on all those tweets <laughs> all those tweets that came saying get Dave back on um, yeah I'll carry on what level should Nidham and Downs be playing if they go out on loan Joe this is from Matthew Noble well considering how much Nidham played in this league last year I wouldn't want him going anywhere sort of anywhere below league one I think league two too low for him I think Downs could maybe go to League 2, but I think we need to get Nidham into League 1, definitely. Um, and quickly, um, oh, I'm thinking MK Dons, he suggests. Um, one for Joe, has Dylan Crow signed a contract yet as bigger clubs were being linked to him? No, he hasn't. Um, this is from Dylan, Dave. Is oh, Dylan Long- Crow? <laughs> uh, Dylan <laughs> at DSDWG2000. Oh. Hi, Dylan. Um, is Nudson Longfro's a real advantage or will they quickly be learnt how to, de- how to deal with them? Uh... The latter. Um, this is from Park the Bus. Um, Joe, do you think Luke Chambers fits in this system? Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. 
If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. For the moment, he does. I, th- I think probably throughout this season, maybe for the start of next season, he'd look to be phased out. But I think for this season, we're going to need his leadership sort of qualities right. in there. And Dave, can you imagine Paul Hurst uh, starting with, and we'll talk about him in a minute, Cameron Carter-Vickers stroke tilt alongside Niala with Chambo on the bench? Well, I'll go back to what Joe said a minute ago. I think you need him there at the moment for his experience and leadership. Uh, Joe, this is from Scott. What do you make of Harrison so far? Dave was quite uh, pleased. Um, I won't watch him live until the Norwich game, but he doesn't seem to get into the right areas enough. Is that his fault or is this systemic at the moment? I think I think it's to do with the system at the moment. He's not getting the support he needs from sort of the wide players coming in. Edwards is starting to do it, as you can see from his goal when he hit the hit the bar the other day. But you need those those two wingers have got be coming in and get close to him because otherwise he is having to run the channels and he needs to be playing sort of in, in between the sort of shot box, that sort of area, not the whole width of the pitch. But he's looked good. I've liked what I've seen of him so far, generally, though. Yeah, we're all nodding here, um, Scott. Uh, Dave, Adam Flat, when all our midfielders are, f- are fit, should Cole Skews be worried? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I don't know. Um, again, <laughs> A bit like Chambers, all right. Perhaps he's not quite such a present as presence as Chambers. But looking all looking at the pla- looking at the, all the changes and all the new players coming in, you know, like it or not, he's still part of the core of the team. Um, I think he will still. I think Chambers and he'll persist with Chambers and Skews personally, rightly or wrongly. But I think he will. Mm, um, I'll spoil a bit on the extrapolation, Dave. Later on, I'm going to read out the six players who have played every minute, and four of them are Bart. Chambers, Nudson, and Skews played yeah. every minute so far. Yeah, so, well, that's the core. Not you know, that's the core of the side. You can't, you can't just throw in eleven players, no. can you? That's the core of the side. No. Yeah. Uh, Joe, this is Chris Hodges. Um, what do you think the reason is behind Paul Hurst not signing any further loan players? Who would you sign if you were in uh, the position? Keep up the good work, thanks, Chris. Um, I just don't think he's been able to get the deals done yet. I think they're still looking, but obviously the pinch point came with regards to the permanent window. So all the work went to that and it's almost a case of sort of breathe now. And then you sort of start working towards the latter window and the deals will be concluded unless it's someone like a Curtis tilt that we that is a long-term Part target deal, that, we, yeah. that we can get away. We'll take him as soon as we can, but I think otherwise we're going to be looking towards sort of the very end of the deadline to get players in again. Uh, Dave, this is Simon at Portman Ginge. Simon, I think you've been usurped by John Nolan as the Portman Ginge now. I was thinking about this. I went to watch Brentford today and I was like, Ryan Woods can't be my favourite ginger player anymore. Now it's going to have to be Nolan, isn't it? Um, Dave, based on yesterday's performance, will we finally get one over 
our rivals on 2nd <laughs> September. Uh, the question like, was like... based on yesterday's performance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, this is Marks for Joe. Um, with Lancaster and Clement signing pro deals, do you see them featuring in Hearst plans this season or are they insurance if we're unable to bring in loan signings? I don't think they're insurance. I think they're just players for the under-23 squad at the moment. There's a, a chance if Lancaster carries on playing as he as he has been throughout pre-season, he might be one that gets some minutes towards the end of the season, but it wouldn't be part of his development plan to be playing for the first team this year. I guess a bit like Falami did last season, yeah? Yeah, and, and Ben Morris had a little bit, but Morris is a fair way ahead of Lancaster still, so... Um, this is I'm going to take this one. This is from Justin Crane. As Ben's been to Le Sud de France on vacance, uh, <laughs> who's shown the best Gallic flair in the town blue? Oh, the best Gallic flair in the town blue. Dave, I think we're going to have to go to you on that, aren't we? Best Gallic what, flair in the... Best in, Gallic do they actually flair, have to be French? Or just who's shown the whatever. best flair? Because this is going to whatever. have happened in 1981, isn't it? Best Gallic flair from a French player or not? Um, oh, any... for a French player, it'd be um, who's a guy who's 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 a ledge, the centre half, and his name escapes me. Manuel never escapes. Fettis, called, the overhead kick, yeah, yeah, the overhead kick at West Brom, isn't it? Ulrich Le Pen, Sylvain Leguinski, Surely the T, the overhead kick at West Brom, wasn't it? And didn't he do? If you're watching on YouTube, didn't he run off? I was at that game. He ran off doing that, didn't he? I hope so. Burly bloke. This is Rodney Marshall. Whose question is it? Dave, is it yours? Um, how can on. we solve this one isolated striker with little support problem? I think Joe's touched on it. Yeah, Even Paul Hurst does not like playing too up top. Well, can I just throw into this? When I went to Barnet, Dave, I thought, and this is against weaker opposition, it seemed fairly obvious that the plan was for the two fullbacks to be right wide and high and the wingers to be inside a little bit more. So... Everybody harping on about two strikers. This is not about two strikers being forward. This is about players oh. getting forward. Yeah, and yeah. it all comes from the whole team shape. If the fullbacks are forward, the uh, wide midfielders can come inward to support the forward, and Nolan should be behind there threading it through. I, I it doesn't think, need another forward. I honestly think, just to reiterate what I said before, that a lot of that frustration from the Exeter game was, was aimed at Sears and Ward. Uh, do, Joe, do you, do you agree on that? They were, the, they were the two that I'd sort of, from what I'd listened to on the radio and the sort of highlights I'd seen, I'd sort of pick those two out as potentially the ones that it, it could be. And bearing in mind, the only other players that played that game were Chambers, Knudsen and Bart, who were sort of mixed players effectively. So <gasps> those two, oh, sorry, is that a pound in the square? <laughs> That's bar, a pound it? in the kick. <laughs> pound. But, so, yeah, that, those two and the fact that Miles Kenlock came on at left midfield. And yeah, yeah. It wouldn't even it wouldn't even surprise me to see Danny Rowe kick on ahead of those those two this year. And oh, wow. Um, but like, one thing I just need to say, Paul Hurst has been scouted and researched for having a philosophy going back more than one season. He doesn't need hassle to be changing his philosophy. He's going to stick with one up front, and it's about players supporting him you're not I, I just think Ipswich fans you might see two forwards at the end of a game we're chasing um, but I, you, you're not going to see a 4-4-2 I just can't I just can't see it not not in the immediate future unless this gets really disastrous but anyway um, 
David Rowe, this few Joe, has Bart fully settled after these World Cup adventures and returning to an enhanced contract. Seems to be occasionally distracted, stroke fluffy. Please discuss. Well, it's just a different environment, isn't it now? Different manager. He's being asked to play with his feet a bit more. He's having to think about things a bit more where it had all been almost programmed into him. Like we talk about the outfield players having it programmed into them, what they do. It's the same for the keeper. And when he's thinking about his where he's got a pass to, where he's got a kick, his mind's ticking and he's sort of making a few sort of uncharacteristic mistakes. But I wouldn't be too worried about it. He's still a brilliant keeper at this level and he'll sort of get back to it, I'm sure. Well, in I, think, th- I think any mistake he ma- he's made, because he's been so magnificent for the last <laughs> three seasons, any mistake he makes is just going to be magnified, isn't he, it? He normally doesn't make little mistakes, though. He just makes <laughs> the, odd, make the odd one big one. Yeah, he'll drop the odd bollock won't yeah, he but not no much little ones. Not but much. also as well yeah. um just coming in on what joe was saying surely everything he sees in front of him will be different now in terms of fullbacks should be further away when he receives the ball the defenders should be higher up as well and you know you're right about the recalibration um dave this is evan williams my question was that move from guillaume edwards the most exciting moment at portman road in the last few years glorious moment if the ball had gone in the net which which one? Well, yesterday. Oh, you, it could be, you think you could be talking about the Blackburn one as well? I don't, I don't, uh, oh, well, the dribble yesterday and the, the move, uh, yeah, because obviously started the move. Yeah, we, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would have been a hell of a goal. Yeah, it would have been a good goal, great goal. Yeah, I think I think Joe probably nailed it from where he where he sits. I couldn't see it, but I think Edwards just got ahead of the ball because perhaps it was a slight deflection. But yeah, he's he's gonna get he's gonna get you up off your seat, isn't he? I love I love it. He's just such. A direct, old-fashioned throwback winger loves the touchline. Uh, yeah, stands defenders that love all that. I'm getting. Yeah, I, like I, said, a, I went to Crawley in the um, for his debut, and oh, right. within about ten minutes of coming on, you could tell he was going to be a, a sort of a player for us because <laughs> sort of he, he can sort of stand a defender up when he's from a standing start with the ball at his feet yeah. and managed and managed to get past them and and get the run on them from a, from a total standing start. So my one concern with him skills. My one concern, I think, he's quite slight and quite light. Although he likes, Ben's quite rightly said he likes to attack. He's not afraid to get stuck in. It's just if he can last the course, the slog of the championship. I know he had quite, you know, I know looking at the Peterborough Forum when we signed him, I had a look and there was questions. Great player, great talent, but he'll play five games. He'll miss five games. So hopefully with, with our new sports science and stuff like that, that can be, um, you know, that can be, if it is a problem, that can be addressed. I feel a little bit like a a cautious, nice private schoolgirl, and Edwards is like a playboy alpha male, and I don't want to I don't want to fall for him. I don't want to fall for him because I know he's going to break my heart, but I'm falling for him. And I, as soon as I fall for <laughs> him, on. it's going to be Fanidi all over again, isn't it? Hang on, is that not, don't stand so close to me. It is, isn't it? <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not an adult, and this is a child. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. It's the, All right. It's the plot know. line of Centrillion's Free. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, right. Let's just do a couple more. Um, if we can get CCV on a season-long loan, that will be one and a half years at ITFC. I'm no huge fan of loans. This is Nick Jackson. Uh, but surely this would be brilliant business. Um, just um, who wants to do Carter Vickers? He's he's young. He's he's not the quickest or the best on the ball, but certainly damn good defender. So is he going to leave? Well, is he going to play suddenly? Play three there then? No, the, he's, we've already said he's probably not going to leave. He's, he's probably I can't see him leaving Chambers out. But surely he's not going to leave his new signing out. Who I thought, who I think looks apart. Um, don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I, 
I'd agree with Dave on that. I think if we're bringing in Curtis Tilt on a permanent transfer, different. it's a little bit different because Nciala and Tilt can be the future partnership with yeah. Chambers to see it through. But yeah. if we've got Carter Vickers here just for this season, then I just has a selection headache. Yeah, I'm um, not seeing that really. Let's just quickly say thank you to Edward and Andy and Ben, Jules, Harry, Josh and Nathan, whose questions we're not going to have time to do you remember, read out. Do you remember... Remember the early days of the pod, Ben, when you, when you used to make them up? I never made them up. I never <laughs> made them up. What do you think this is, the BBC? Oh! <laughs> right, let's... Oh, dearie me. Right, um, should, we get, should we get to the round-up then, boys? Let's go... Let's go. Oh, my God. How, how far in are we, for Christ's sake? One hour, four minutes. We'll do this quickly. We've got, got, I've got a new segment for you as well. It's going to go on. Statue right. segment. Don't forget that. Um, go on. Bristol nil, Borough 2. Um, comments, Joe, quickly. Bristol City have been terrible since Christmas. They've, I think they've won four out of their last 28 games. So the Lee, Lee Johnson, the Brent effect has gone. <laughs> His sides have always gone on runs. Haven't they? They've always been brilliant or, or terrible. <laughs> Streaky and, bacon. Yeah. Um, Dave. The bacon's off. Uh, and Pulis is top of the league again. Um, and right. I, t- t- Sorry, I, I had this with Cardiff last year. Every time I look and look to see a Cardiff goal I was like oh please just not a muggy throw in or free kick lobbed into the box and I, I turn on the turn on my phone Randolph boots the ball right down the middle that was Webster who made a mistake for that first goal anyway I said well, we you know they got you know who didn't play yesterday they got they got in specifically for that they got Hugo haven't they as well who, who got Hugo oh. Burra Burra yeah oh I didn't know that um Dave Bielsa 2 Rotherham nil. Uh, mate he's got there on a roll aren't they three games on a roll. <laughs> great goal. Great goal from, well, two things. Um, goal tech from, um, goal line tech from Ailing with hair like, hair like you. Obviously not as good as yours, Ben. Thank Sorry. Um, Got mistaken Kamar for a Roof. woman today. Kamar Roof is hot. What a goal that was. Do you see the take? Gets his body, gets his body past the defender. Yeah, he's in, he's in some format, lads. So, Podcast yeah, looking good. good. Speaking of another podcast favourite, West Brom 7, Steve McLaren 1. Ooh. And, oh. Um, Joe, um, and just just indulge me and Dave. Is Matt Phillips going to be the Venom Player of the Year? He's got the hardest shot in England. Well, I, I don't think his goals were that good. One was just went under the keeper, didn't it? And was it on a penalty? I can't even. The one I now. saw at Nottingham Forest the other week was oh, ridiculous. Whack. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this game was one-one at half time. QPR were back in at one-one at half time. <laughs> Came out the second half and lost seven-one. Uh, and just totally fell apart. <laughs> Dave, Dave's laughing, Joe, because he knows I was sat in a stand at Nottingham Forest in the Nottingham Forest stand, and he knows that when that goal went in, <laughs> that I can't help myself but go, "Oh wow, what a goal!" And did you frighten people? Did you frighten people around you? I hope you did. The problem is oh, when a player lines up for that, nine times out of ten they slice it or something, and it goes. Oh, <laughs> so dear. I get really excited. You, you know I do before. Yeah. I mean, my observation. Just a quick observation on West Brom: two games, eleven goals. J. Rod, J. Rodriguez and Dwight Gale. Money. Wowzers. Yeah, money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brentford 2 Sheffield Wednesday nil. I have just got back from this game um, Brentford were very good Sheffield Wednesday were not very good at all um, they seemed to switch from their three at the back last week they put Hutchison in midfield I, I always thought he was a defender Forestieri stuck did he out get sent on, off or not? he did not Forestieri uh-huh. stuck out on the left hand side Nui who was having one of his I'm a pub player games um, oh, Dave Bannon was Bannon was the best player by a mile. Did a couple of little 
left-footy things in midfield. But not a lot to fear against Sheffield Wednesday. Defeat defeat by us, and then another bad result the weekend for Sheffield, and another, perhaps another couple in September, and perhaps... Mr. Luke, change bye, bye, bye. Change yeah, of manager how long, there. How, till, how long till a big-nosed Yorkshireman with a great oh, record? Oh, no. Who do we think? <laughs> oh, no. Deary me. Um, Joe, Reading nil, Bolton won. Great start by Bolton. Reading are terrible, aren't they? Harry, Harry's yeah. got, Harry had them right, didn't he? Yeah, I've backed them for relegation this year. They were dreadful last year. They start the season dreadfully. They, they don't have any goals in them at all. And Wigan, it was Wiltshire, wasn't it? Scored a sort of through one goal, decent goal. And Reading, I don't think they barely had a shot after that. What a what a bit of play before for the goal from our oh man Noon. We Who like was Craig that. Craig I saw Noon. that. I thought you'd like Craig that. Noon. Chest down and uh, assist over the top. And almost Veer Veer was it, type. Was it McShane? He he was brilliant at defender because he was like oh whatever. <laughs> you don't yeah, that yeah, pass. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get that. Right, I'll do Birmingham. So Dave gets to talk about Dave McGoldrick. Birmingham nil, Swansea nil. Didn't see any of it. Don't care. Yotta's got nice hair. Right, Dave. But, several... Birmingham were really good actually. Oh, they see it. Yeah, it was on Sky. Birmingham should have been out of sight in about the really? first twenty minutes. Oh, did, guys, oh, did, did Bursant Selina play holding midfield? He, he played uh, a deep midfield role. Swansea could, they couldn't get out of their own half for nearly the whole game. Selina played deep mid. Wow, I can't wait There's to still, see that. I checked that. It's still the old Swansea philosophy. I think Birmingham had seventeen shots to Swansea six, yet Swansea had sixty-seven percent of the ball. So mm. no change there. Um, Dave. Sheffield United and David McGoldrick, two. Norwich and Jordan Rhodes, one. <laughs> Explore. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rhodes has Rhodes sort of he scored two and two now, hasn't he? A bit unlucky. He hit the post as well. Could have easily had another one. Um, but he went ahead, I think. Egan, didn't he score a couple against us the other year? He Brentford yeah. centre half. He's got. That was another goal tech one floated over. And then Rhodes score. I'll tell you who looked good for Norwich, and I think he may have. And only, well, for the goal anyway. And El Hernandez. Yeah. yeah. Well did, you see, the Madison did, role. did you see that moment where Norwich had three players through from about halfway line and didn't score? No. And I think they also hit the but, post as well. But, but that, Dave, oh, that was mile, it was miles offside though, wasn't it? I, I didn't see it back, but somebody, the Sheffield United tried to clear it, hit a Norwich player, looped over everyone, and the linesman didn't give it offside, even though... But there's three of like them three running players. through yeah, on all, goal, isn't it? I, I didn't watch it back, but... And then the winner was the winner. Save. No one likes to see ninety plus three, wasn't it? Back post, back post. McGoldrick keeps the ball alive really well. Sort of volleys it back in, and now oh, Sharp's been doing it for donkeys years, isn't he? He loves I it. I did. I did switch on because I do when they lose. Um, I did switch on to see Jack's match day experience. Part of that, <laughs> I watched and that. Yeah, Jack, he looked close to tears at the end. Didn't oh, he? Bless he looked him. like he was wanted to cry. I've been speaking to Jack today oh. about oh. a podcast engagement oh. next Sunday. Yeah. I'll say no more. Hello. Rematch. Part yeah. two. Or was it part three? Part duh. Part how long? Duh. Is, how long? How long has Fart got if they can't start winning games? Well, yeah, we'll find out. Find out next Sunday, Ben. We shall see. Millwall two, Derby one. It's the most predictable thing in the world. Frank Lampard goes to Millwall and loses. That's. Can I just say quickly? Just go back. I know very very quickly before they play us, they've got Preston and Leeds at home. Oh, Alex, Alex Neal. What, both at, um, at Norwich? Carrow, yeah. Preston in the week, Leeds next Saturday, yeah. Before they play us. Well, at least they'll get they'll get a kick in against Preston, won't they? Even if they, <laughs> yeah. even if they, they win. Ah, Brown and um, Pearson are good in midfield for yeah, Preston. Yeah. They're good, good players, yeah. good players. Yeah. Um, where am I going? So, Millwall 2, Frank Lampard's Derby 1. 
Um, Nugent or Waghorn on Tuesday then? Nugent smacked one in the top corner, didn't he? Yeah, Waghorn had one disallowed, which I can only assume was the one Lampard was saying they had an onside goal disallowed. They didn't show the replays, but Derby, the second half battered Millwall, absolutely battered them, but could only get one goal for it. Mm. Well, John, yeah, um, go ahead, Nugent Dave, came on for Waghorn, didn't he? Oh, OK. Nugent, Nugent and they're still playing, still playing the one up front, are they? Looks yeah. like. Yeah, OK. Um, interesting. Um, it would definitely be Waghorn on Tuesday, wouldn't it? Um, Hull nil, Blackburn won. Um, Andy, who we had on to talk about Hull, is near suicidal. I think some stuff has gone down with the Alams again this week, and it's all a bit depressing again there at Hull. Um, how many goals is Bradley Dack going to score? It's exactly the same goal he's got at Portman Road, but from the other angle, from the other side, wasn't it? Exactly the same goal. Symmetry. Good player. Yeah, very good. I think he's got four, but he went off injured. Oh, Wigan two, Forest two. Dave, Nottingham Forest have a player called Diaz, who the fluffiest player of it. You're going to love him. You're going to absolutely love him. God. He'd step over every time he gets the ball, dribbles it. Can't, he can't play a normal pass that's not a reverse pass. He can't my pass dream the ball player standing would be still. A, I think my dream player would be a hybrid of Pablo, Jet and Darren Curry. <laughs> That's it. Dream player. With a bit of a gold with a bit of a gold drink thrown in now and again. <laughs> oh my god. What what football manager stats would that player have? Then, oh, Joe? I'll be off the charts, mate. Off determination the charts. one, stamina yeah. one, tackling one, heading one, that'd be Dave's favourite. Keep me up, he's twelve. <laughs> um right. we're gonna we're gonna do him well under Paul Cook, um uh, Joe. Yeah, they're a good side. But what sort of strikes me strange is last year they had such a good defensive record. They barely conceded in the league. I think they only conceded something like 20-odd goals. This season, they've scored. They've conceded about... I think they've scored and conceded about nine goals yeah, in three hard, games. Hardest league in the world, Joe. Hardest league in the world. No, but they, they, they've started scoring now. So I think they had like a 4-3, a 2-2. A, no, I think it's been two 3-2s. There's and a 3-2, two two, wasn't had. there? They lost 3-2 yeah. at Villa and won 3-2 on the first day. Uh, Preston 2, Stoke to Peter Crouch and a, a dreadful league. elbow did you see that oh that's shocker how he no. stayed how Gallagher stayed on the pitch Gallagher, see, Gallagher's penalty oh yeah. thunder bastard no but he, he stood that, with his he stood with his back to not how Shearer did where he yeah that's where how he them, yeah. that's a penalty I've never seen does he always do that I've never seen that yeah, but, sorry, never seen but, it but he absolutely flattened Joe Allen real late Terrible elbow, and then he scored a penalty and then set up, set up a goal afterwards. Do you know I quite like Alex Neil, but do you hear Neil afterwards defending that? Mm. Defending oh, that. So no, no, he's just trying to counterbalance himself. Jesus Christ. Tell you what, he's just not, quickly that, about he's not that sort of player. Uh, yeah, yesterday, right. he was Crouch's, Crouch scored his 200th career goal, um, and it was his first goal outside, he's had a career outside the top tier since September 2000. What, for Portsmouth? <laughs> um, QPR. It's an unbelievable wow. record, isn't it? When, when you think 200 league goals, it's all like in the top 99.9 in the top at the top level. 15 oh. goals a season for like 13, 14 years. I know he's done it for a longer period than that, but to score that many league goals is some going. Yeah, Here comes the extrapolation, guys. Ipswich are in 16th position. Um, it's a bit pointless doing the points now because they haven't won yet, but two points from three games. 0. 0.66 points per game means we'll be relegated bottom position with 30 points for the season. So we need a win. As previously revealed, um, six players on the full 270 minutes and some familiar names, 
Bialkowski, Nudson, Chews, Skews and Chambers, um, joined by Donassian and Chalabar. Um, three players on one goal so far. I'm just doing league here. Edwards, Eden, Chalabar. One assist for both Sears and Edwards. You ready for a new feature, boys? Let's go. No stat of the week this season <gasps> because we're going to go to hashtag ITFC number of the week. So, each week we will hear from the Renegade Statman who's going to give us a number. Okay? Okay. Yeah. And we're going to put it out to the listeners. You guys don't have to answer it, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> this number is relevant to um, this weekend for Ipswich Town or what have you. You have to get yourself into the head of the Renegade Statman. So, that's impossible. That's a dangerous place. That's yeah, impossible. I, yeah, yeah. Don't literally do <laughs> <laughs> and some American football stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Statman's number, his hashtag ITFC number of the week this week, don't give the answer away, boys, is 92. 92 is Statman's number of the week. If you think you know what relevance that has to Ipswich Town this week, um, then tweet the renegade Statman at chompx3 using the hashtag ITFC number of the week, and we will read out the person who gets the answer right first. So the number is 92. Okay. From one game to another. Two little ducks. Here we go. Two little ducks. Okay. So you two can play together, and you can confer. Um, So, let me give out the rules. I'm going to pick a game from the annals of Ipswich Town history. We're going to start soon, Dave. I'm going to pick one that we've had before, aren't I? And not remember that we've had it before. Oh, just just pick one from long ago that I'd have a decent go at. Okay. Um, so, Joe and Dave are going to try and name as many of the 22 players um, that started this particular game. Um, they're both going to have a life. So you can both have, you can both get one. Um, what did we call it? Your golden goose. You can play your golden goose, um, and I'll let you have it. Um, remember, if you name a used substitute, you're not out. And we're going to see how many we can get. Now, guys, I think if you get above seven on this one between the two of you, I think this is hard. Okay, but don't forget to confer. Um, so your two little ducks game is from the 15th of August. 1992, the first weekend of the Premier League, is Ipswich Town versus Aston Villa. Um, you may remember the goal. Dave, you're not cheating out of shot there, are you? No, I'm not cheating out of shot. I've got me pad. We can't see. Can you move in shot? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. People will All say right. you're cheating, especially if you win now. Um, so, 22 players. Um First weekend of the Premier League, 1992, Ipswich hosted Aston Villa. Can anyone remember the score? 1-1. 1-1. So, if you can remember the goal scorers, you've got a fairly good start. Um, Dave, do you want to go first? Gavin Johnson. Gavin Johnson, that's unstoppable. <laughs> Look Back. at the bend on that ball. Um, Look yes. at the bend on that ball. Gavin Johnson, you can have one. Joe? Dalian Atkinson. Oh, Rest in peace, Daly and Atkinson. Yeah, um, I quite, quite, quite moving that song. Those Aston Villa's fans, they sing all the um, past yeah. old players' names. Eggy, o, eggy, 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 Ugo, eggy, Yeah, og. Um, very interesting. Um, yes, Daly and Atkinson, you can have. Uh, Dave, that's two. 
92. Craig Forrest. Craig Forrest. That is three. <clears throat> Joe um, Fairs. David. David Linnigan. Oh, I was going to say him. <laughs> David Linnigan. I was going to say him. Four. Uh, this, might be a goose. this might be a goose. You're going to golden goose it? Right, Williams. Uh, you didn't play the golden goose there, so I'm going to give no. you five and you've still got the golden goose. Uh, right. Joe Fares? Steve Froggart. Oh, where did that come from? <laughs> I just watched the highlights video from Rich posted earlier today. And I'm oh, sure you're kidding me. Giving the, giving the ball away. but Okay, Steve Froggart, six. Uh, where are we? 90. Where are we? 92. Oh, shit. Woodwalk. I like John where you're Walk. going. Yeah, seven. John Walk. Um, I'll play my golden goose, but Frank Yallop. Um, you were right to play the Golden Goose. No, Frank Gallup. Have I got a Golden Goose as well? Yeah. Was it? Okay. Uh, but it's not, no, no Golden Goose. Mick Stockwell. Obviously. Hey, very good. I think he's playing uh, right back, Dave. Chris Kawamia. Yes. Shout. Nine. 92. Can I just say, the footballer of the year is playing in this game. <clears throat> okay. Footballer of the year. He's playing this game. Um, Ray Houghton. <laughs> it's his debut. Ten. He wasn't the Paul footballer McGra- of the year. Paul McGrath. Paul McGrath was the footballer of the year. Eleven. This is good. Um, Ipswich. Ipswich. Uh, I might play a golden goose on this one. Um, or am I? Jason Dezel. You didn't play it. Twelve. Very good. Um, Neil Thompson. Yes, thirteen. Love that. Love that. Neil Thompson. Oh, ninety-two. Zondervan had gone. He didn't play after the promotion, did he? I'm going to play a golden goose. Simon Milton. Um, Simon Milton's a used sub, so you can keep your golden goose. That's fine. Okay. Um, This is good. Thirteen. Where are we on the Ipswich team? Who else is there? Um, Not many left there. Did you say yeah? He said yeah. Um, I think you've got three left guys from Ipswich. Is there an obvious... There must be an obvious one in there. Eddie Gowes or Phil Whelan, but I'm not sure which one of those. So, who was in the Villa team back then? Um, Can I... Can I... I'll go Eddie Gowes. I think uh, he's Used used subs, so you... You, you're clear oh, on that. It doesn't count as a score. Oh, my battery's running low. Hang on. Christ, how long have we been on for? <laughs> Cyril Regis. Cyril Regis is a, used, is a used sub. Cyril. Yeah. So you can have that one clear. Dave, plug your Gary Parker. In. Yes. 14. <laughs> Gary Parker. Um, Andy Townsend. And you guys are out on 14. But I'm going to give you a big, big round of applause there. That was double what I expected you to get. It's because... Um, Someone watched the highlights today, didn't they, Joe? Hey, um, right. Got me what? <laughs> yeah, right. Very good work. Forrest Linnigan, Whelan was right. Uh, Stockwell, Thompson, Dazelle, uh, Johnson, Walk, Williams, Goddard was the other one. Kiwamia, uh, Yowds and Milton used subs. For Villa, Spink, Barrett, Staunton, Teal, McGrath, Frogger, Houghton, Parker, Richardson, Atkinson, Daly, Cyril Regis used sub. That team finished second in the inaugural yeah, Premier League and good, thankfully 
got ahead of Norwich, else we would never have heard the end of it from the Norwich fans if they finished second and not third then. Right, we better hurry up then, hadn't we? Um, Derby on Tuesday, Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday. Your thoughts, Dave? Um, I mean, <laughs> just weird that we're playing those two teams. We've got unbelievable records against over the last few seasons. I think Derby, I, was, look, I checked this. I don't I think, even want to I check. I read it right. 11, 11 games, 1-8, drew three of the last 11 games at Derby. We last lost in 2007, 2-1, I think. Um, Lupoli scored a couple, I think. Um, and Sheffield, Sheffield wins about the same, I think. Not quite so good, but 1-4, one, one drew five of the last nine. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, Derby will be stinging, won't they, though? Derby will be up for that. Up for that big time. So, God, and their only other, obviously, only other time they played at home under Lampard in the league, they got turned over royally by by Leeds last week. So, yeah, it ain't gonna be easy, is it? That one, uh, Joe. If if we could win either of those two games, I'd be happy to get yeah. at least a win under our belt yeah. and sort yeah. of go from there. I think Derby's going to be a, a real test. Like I said, they yeah. they absolutely battered Millwall in that second half yesterday, and they they need to win, and they're going to. You'd imagine they're going to come out flying with a big crowd behind them, but Sheffield Wednesday seem a bit all over the place. But I'd, I'd take a win and a loss out of those two. I'd, obviously, yeah. I'd like more, but just I to keep us away from that bottom three before we can have a chance to sort of get Hurst methods fully across to the squad. Are you going to either Ben or both? Both. Uh-huh. It's I on will. the Sky. It's on the. I was contemplating Derby, but it's on Sky, isn't it? Red button. No, you're a working man, though, aren't you? You got to be there. Yeah, for... Oh, you're on holes, yeah. of course. I'm on holes. Yeah. Okay, mm. so it's going to be very interesting. We need to say, obviously, a big thank you to Dave and a big thank you to Joe for being on today. But we need to say thank you to all the people who contributed in our one-minute match review mm. um, video today. So every week, um, Richard, um, you can follow at Ips Rich, is putting together a one-minute match review. So if you go to an Ipswich game, we would love to hear your one minute review, even if you don't go, to be honest, if you listen to it on the radio or watch it on iFollow through whatever nefarious means or on the on the red button, um, please um, check our Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC and we'd love to have as many people as possible. Um, it's going to be better for home games, I think, than away games, but um, if you're up for doing that, we would appreciate that greatly. Um, we need to say thank you to Harry from Bath, whose preview shows... Um, have been fantastic. He will be back on Friday uh, to preview Sheffield Wednesday. Might be with Mikey, might be with me, might be with Richard. We'll see what happens with that. Dave, this week in ITFC history is apparently returning. Um, not this week, but next week before. I think the so. Game. Next week, yeah. We we spoke yesterday, so I think yeah, should be next Wednesday week. Looking forward to that coming back. Um, Dave, where can we find you on Twitter? At Dave Diamond 3. And you can find him in the fan zone before the games. Go and talk to him. He loves it. Um, loves and... it. Loves the chat. <laughs> uh, Joe, where can we find you on Twitter? Just at Joe Fairs. And the Academy one is? At ITFC underscore Academy. Lovely stuff. And you can follow me on Twitter at Benjamin Bloom. Please uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. All of these videos are on there. And we're just going to give one plug. And we're going to play out. Richard and I worked very, very hard on our brief history of the Premier League video, which we'd love you to see. So we are going to close the show out by listening to that. If you enjoy the very silly song that we have made, please go onto YouTube and share it. Um, It does help more than you can imagine putting us up the algorithms to get more subscribers so I can hopefully pay Dave 
to do this podcast between now and the next millennium <laughs> starting. Um, Dave, do you want the last word? Not really. I'm looking forward to um, hearing the song. Okay, Mikey, do you want the last word? You're not Mikey. Joe, do you want the last word? <laughs> not, not really. What would not Mikey anymore. say? Be careful what you wish Be for. Careful what Be you careful. Sports, Brian Dean, Alan Shearer, Roy Keane, Paul McGrath, Cantona, bigger transfer bids. Fergie time, back pass rule, number 10s, Andy Cole, Bruce, yes, SAS, you can't win with kids. Atlantis, Yeboa, New Old Seater Stadia, Kung Fu, Cantona, Blackburn Rovers on the charge. Two teams gotta go, but Campanchinidio, who lives all the European takeover. Sky didn't start the football, we've been playing for ages, but they raised the wages. Sky didn't start the football, they just changed the name, but not the way we played it. Entertainers Keegan, love it if we beat them. Aspria, Cantona revived Shearer, 50 million David Beckham, Emerson Vieira, Overmars, Wenger has arrived Jean-Luc Confiali, Cantona finale Frank LaBeouf, Carragher No more tackles from behind Michael Owen, Anelka Burkamp versus Leicester Wenger, Dynamo, trouble for Di Canio Super Kev, Ferdinand, Stevie G, Leeds United shopping spree, Rude Van Nistelrooy, Rooney England's Wonder Boy, Lampard, JT, Russians in the Chelsea. Sky didn't start the football, but they helped the players become rich and famous. Sky didn't start the football, though they never claimed it, sometimes keys and graded. Welcome to the special one, Rafa, RVP, Chaka Makalele, Cristiano parked the bus, Tevis starts to cause a fuss, false nine, keep the ball, undefeated Arsenal, Berbatov, Carlo, Tony Pulis, long throws, Torres, Checkman saw, you got money, he's got more. Sky didn't start the football, but they gave you fun days with their super Sundays. Sky didn't start the football, but the Premier League became Gareth Bale, Yaya, Tiki Taka Silva, Vincent, Mario, Sergio Aguero, Suarez, Ozil, Rogers and the Fatal Fall, Jose, back again, Eden Hazard, Harry Kane, Jamie Vardy off the scale, Leicester City fairy tale, Jurgen Klopp, Gagan Press, Pochettino, Mares, Conte, 3-4-3, Kante wins another league, Guardiola century, what else is there left to see? Sky didn't start the football. Been playing for ages, but they raised the wages. Sky didn't start the football. They just changed the name, but not the way we played it. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.